0: Welcome to Raiders of the Lost podcast, one of the fastest growing movie podcasts in the world, where we discuss all things film. On this episode, we discuss Malignant, directed by James Wan, screenplay by Akella Cooper. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. This is Anthony. And this is James. And we just saw Malignant yesterday in theaters, and it was the most terrifying and one of the most insane, weird movie theater experiences of my entire life. Yeah, I was shocked by it. It was it was better than I was expecting because the trailer when you when you watch the trailer and having seen the film, you realize they didn't give anything away. And we're going to talk about the film spoiler-free for a few minutes, and then we'll get into spoiler territory after about five or so minutes. So uh, if you haven't seen it yet, definitely just check out the film before you listen to us. But this film was like, really surprising, and I believe— I can't remember if—I think this is the first horror film that we've seen in a theater since COVID started. I think you're right, because the experience of watching a horror movie in theaters— versus at home on the couch is completely different let alone i've been known to throw pillows around the living room at home for sure watching horror films but in theaters malignant i was squirming in my seat like a little kid like terrified and just like i jumped a few times and like i was like Whenever I'm scared in the theater, I have I put my hand over my mouth because my mouth is just ajar the whole time, and I can't believe I'm, I'm watching it. And I'm like, halfway through the movie, I'm always like, why do I put myself through this? It's like hot sauce. Like, why do I do this? I almost moved a few seats away because you were squirming so much. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> you were shaking. It wasn't not the, just, a, just, a, just a, a couple, like a couple of seconds. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but it was great to see a horror film because there, it's a horror movie, just like a comedy. Uh, it has a different experience completely from watching it at home. When you're in a crowded theater, and everyone's laughing at a comedy, or everyone is terrified at the same time, there is that really cool feeling like everyone else is experiencing. What I'm experiencing at the same time. And that shared dread that you have with the audience adds to that experience. I love it. Yeah, and it was written and directed. Well, James Wan came up with the story with Ingrid Bisou, and then Akilah Cooper wrote the screenplay, directed by James Wan, who, you know, you could say is one of the great modern horror directors out there, in addition to doing films like Aquaman. But I mean, he just changed the game in the early 2000s with Saw. And I think this might be my favorite movie of his since Saw. It was going in, like you said, we didn't know what to expect. I went in kind of blind. Barely watched the trailer because when I want to see a horror movie, sometimes I just won't watch much about it. So I'm even more shocked by what's going on. I just want to see something, something crazy. Like my my one criteria for watching horror films, new ones, so, show me something I've never seen before, and I'll give you a, a A plus or not A plus, but I'll be happy about it. And that's what this movie does. You know, it's not a perfect movie. The dialogue is pretty bad sometimes. Yeah, the first act, the first bad. act, of the first thirty minutes of the movie, you're like, can we uh, speed this up? <laughs> <laughs> the cast is. They get they 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 could say words in front of a camera. That's pretty much <laughs> all I could say for them. They do a good like Annabelle Wallace is probably well, the she's best a great actor yeah. already, and then yeah. stars Maddie Hassan, George Young, Nicole Brian White, Jean Louise Kelly, yeah. Susanna Thompson. Like they're not like a, the amazing actors, yeah. but yeah, it's like what they're working with. But I think James Wan just like he wanted to make a fun can't be horror movie because that's something that he loves. I'm sure. Yeah, and it's not he, you're not going to this movie to see Oscar winning caliber writing. Yeah. So. But that what this movie does have is a really uh, unique villain, a really unique creature, monster, and something you've never seen before, something that I have never thought of before in terms of a horror concept. And I think that James Wan came up with a really cool idea, and he executed it really well. Yeah, and the opening of the film is just great when we have... All right, we'll, we'll start getting into like spoiler territory, I think we should say. Yeah, absolutely. I let's spoil the hell out of it. I think in the beginning of this movie, he lets you know that this is just going to be a crazy, fun, campy horror film ride. Strap in, buckle your seatbelts, because we have, like, the the mad scientist aesthetic and feel. We have patients that are killing doctors and scientists, and then we have just this crazy, weird, like, secret monster that we don't know about. And then the opening title sequence with the music and everything. It's just like, James Wan is like, if you're paying attention, you, you're you about to see the movie that you are know you're about to see now, but if you're not paying attention, you might not enjoy what you're going to see. You know what I mean? I think that this movie was definitely a callback to... B-movie horror classics. Absol- that's what I mean, yeah. It reminded me a lot of the last film that did this was Robert Rodriguez's Planet Terror. Same kind of style, same kind of cheesy dialogue, same kind of silly characters, and that retro feel. And the music in this is very retroy and very horror-esque, like... And very, like, death metal-y, you know what I mean? This mashup of genres. And I think the music really added to the idea of it being just a callback to those cheesy B-horror movies. And that's what he did. The tone of that movie pretty much falls in line with that, combined with uh, modern aesthetics and modern storytelling devices. And so I think he made something really unique. And ultimately, yeah, the first hack of the movie, you're like, okay, this is a little cheese ball. But once it gets going and you see who the monster is in the creature, you're like, holy crap, this is insane. Well, he got me invested in the opening. Like, I thought that was such a fun opening. And again, he's preparing you. This is what you're going to see. You're not going to watch Get Out. This isn't going to be like an A-plus horror film. It's not going to be an Oscar-nominated film. So you should just set your expectations at this opening. But then when um, the creature, the monster that's haunting Annabelle Wallace's character, what's her name? Uh, Madison, Maddie, in the house and breaks in. When it kills the husband and then goes after her, like chasing her around the house, I was so scared and I was just invested from that point on. I'm like, let's go. James Wan knows how to scare you. He knows how to scare the audience with his uh, camera work, with the with the aesthetic, with the sound design, and with the, with the score. And he did it with The Conjuring. He did it with Insidious. He did it so many times. And so I think that he really has a way of, capturing fear really well and, and this film is a showcase for that But and he does it so well with like practical effects that you've seen a million times like we've all seen a horror film in a house with someone like being stalked in the shadows but the way he does it is so unique with like an all black figure in the dark with like the hair that's like the way it moves is so much quicker than like a human being would move and stuff like that and he's just keeping things secretive if- against you the whole entire and film and also you, for a while you can't see what the creature is or who the villain is or who the monster is because it is all blacked out and it makes it adds that more dread to it because you don't know what it looks like and then when you finally do see what it looks like you see that it is some kind of deformed mutilated-esque creature with let it seems to be human but it has some kind of the horrible face it looks like it's it, based on the name malignant, it looks like it's like a if a person was a malignant tumor, that's what they would look like. Yeah. and he obviously teased in the uh, first like act of the film, especially the opening that it's we that we think it's gonna be like, some being that was like deformed and went through like experimentation at this hospital as a child and was was like put together with pieces and they had he has the opening sequence with all the surgery surgical uh like knives and stuff and scalpels which is just uh, <laughs> super cringe. cringe gets me going but uh we we assume that it was a human being or is a human being that's stalking people but we don't know why yet. Yeah, and when I when we were half through halfway through the movie my guess was because Madison she doesn't remember her life um, before the age nine, and then she was adopted. And so her past before that is completely blank, and she can't remember everything, anything at all. And then you see that the backstory with the doctors and the research facility, and then the photo of the little girl that looks a lot like Madison, same kind of hair and very similar face. So you're like, okay, that's got to be Madison, who was a patient there. So who is the creature, this monster that's killing everyone? who has very similar hair to Madison as well like the hair looks just like Madison's hair so then I was thinking maybe she had a Siamese twin that was deformed like some monstrous being and then they cut it off of her and then that um that twin the Siamese twin is now the villain of the movie yeah. but I was wrong yeah I think I assumed the same thing I thought it was a brother a sister a twin something like that that has like a psychic link with her and can, can communicate, but also it can control electricity, which is pretty wild. And that's, like, the reason why it would be stalking this random woman in this town. Town, Like, yes, maybe it escaped this asylum or whatever, but why is it just focusing on this one woman, Maddie? And then, you know, we learn eventually, after all these murders, that it was a patient at this hospital who's taking out its vengeance. It hers or his. his. Hers or his, So his vengeance out on the doctors at the that hospital that experimented and, and tried to keep it alive and ended up cutting the tumor out. You could say, and then we learn what, what I, before we say the end, what I love about what James Wan did is he created like a new horror icon kind of with, with the weapon, mm-hmm. with the outfit, with the style of it, of its movements. And it, like creature design was so unique and I think he just is gonna do a sequel of this no problem it's, no. it's definitely being set for a sequel yeah, yeah. and the, the kills are really great like super gory super graphic like intense like lots of blood like that's what we signed up for you know what I mean to see that kind of stuff and it, you're sick <laughs> 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 he's sick for making this movie it's trash <laughs> but I mean it's it, a it's, it's what you pay for and it does not disappoint for and, sure and we're watching Madison go through these visions of the murders of this creature being and we don't know why how are they so connected we think it's a psychic link at this point we think like there's some kind of psychic connection between her and the killer we don't know why but she's being she's being put into the 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 room of the murders um through her mind not physically so she'll be stuck in the room and watch this killer murder someone yeah and then she gets back she transported back mentally to her physical body which is usually at her home so we think that there must be some kind of vis- uh, psychic connection that has to do with electricity somehow. Yeah, and I, about halfway through the film, after like watching the investigation of Kakoa Shaw and Regina Moss, as well as her si- sister Sydney being a character in the film, I w- was thinking that it was all Maddie, but she was just insane. Like, Maddie was the person at the hospital, wasn't deformed, but maybe something that they cut off her. I don't know. Or But I was starting to think that it has to be her... She's out of her mind, probably has dual personality or uh, dissociative dis- identity disorder. Um, I don't know yet, but it was like, and then when the woman falls out of the attic, I'm like, it has to be her. And then especially the way the creature moves, it's like her bo- the body of the creature looks like the build of Maddie. The hair, same body. But the only thing that kept me from thinking that was that the face was not Maddie's face, and it was like this horrible creature's face that I mentioned earlier, earlier. It looks like it looks like a friggin' if you were a cancerous tumor was a human being. That's what it looked like. And then the the movements of if your body moved it in its limbs and everything in reverse, so backwards, mm-hmm. the way it moved was so interesting and weird. Yeah. But then we find out that the crazy idea of this creature is the concept of the movie, and it's genius in that it technically. It's Maddie's body that's committing the murders, but it's not her in control of it. It's her twin, her, who was—she was born with—they say it's a parasitic twin. sibling. Yeah. It's a parasitic twin, so it's, kinda, it's not fully like a Siamese twin because it's not two full beings that are connected. It's like this twin was like barely got developed physically, and then it just was formed on the back of her head and her back, and it had like two tiny deformed arms, and— and part of like a, a and it's whole, part of a head just like a little piece of a head and its face and then it had a chest like a rib cage and that was it and then they shared the same brain so his Gabriel is the name of this twin and Gabriel's brain is still connected to Madison's brain because they never split apart in the in the womb yeah. and so he literally is he's not a Siamese twin he's like a Siamese twin parasite on her body when she was a kid and and, that, and the doctors back in the day they they think that they cut him out of her but what really happened was they unknowingly they couldn't remove her entire brain so they they were like let's just cut as much as we can out and put the put her brain back in her skull and hopefully that will do the job but what ultimately happened was that Gabriel was awoken from an injury and this little tiny part of the brain that still belonged to Gabriel began Getting stronger and taking control of the body. Yeah, so when her abusive husband smashes her head into the wall, that wakes Gabriel up, and he starts to get power and starts to take over control of the body, which is wild! Yeah. And so Gabriel will take over control. Her her body will flip his head and will come out of her skull. The back of her skull. And that's why the back of her head's always bleeding, and it's just such a trip. I've never seen anything like it. And that's why she moves. When Gabriel kills someone, it's... Madison's body moving backwards because he is fa- he he hit the front for him is Maddie's back. Yeah, and it's really amazing. I think it was a, a brilliant monster. I loved it. And even when we know that it's Maddie, when when it's about to be revealed that it's Maddie, we still don't even expect what's about to happen. Like when she's put in the jail cell with all the other female prisoners, and like the The investigators and in, and in, uh, Matt and Sydney are like f- figuring it out that it's like it's got to be Maddie like there's something with her and then they're watching the tapes and then and then. It's like those push-ins on Maddie in the cell and then she starts to get crazy and you think it's just going to be her going nuts but then her head opens up and she starts, she kills everybody. The thing with Gabriel is he has some sort of like extra powers that a human being is not capable of. It has to do with the electricity for sure. And I can't wait to to see James Wan explore this character even more because I really hope he makes a sequel to this. Gabriel messes people up. He kills like 40 people in this movie. (laughs) It's vicious. He kills like a dozen women in that prison cell. And it's graphic, and then he kills like twenty cops in the police station with a knife. He's just like slaughtering them, and it was it was cr- combination of like crazy, insane, disturbing, like messed up but, like, what the hell, and entertaining at the same time. Yeah, and then it all just starts to make sense, because then we see, like, Gabriel's workshop was in the attic, and that's why it's there, and that's why Aunt, uh, Maddie didn't hear any of the noise or notice that anyone was up there, especially the woman who ends up being her birth mother who gave her away at a young age. And that's why she she sees visions of the murders, because they still share the same brain. So even though Gabriel takes control of the body and the brain, Madison can still see what's happening yeah and then Maddie is able to get the power that Gabriel has and gets power over the brain and shows him what she wants him to see and takes control and puts him inside of her prison inside of her mind for now for now for now it's, it's definitely wild. give you a sequel and again this movie it's not the best made movie, the lighting, none of it makes sense. Yeah. They're like inside the filing and evidence room of a police station, there's no goddamn light on. It's just like all <laughs> pouring moonlight from the outside. Even the police station in general, no lights at all. Yeah. There's just no lights at all in this yeah. movie. And everything's lit with like cool LED lights. It's like, I, I even said after the movie, is like, he needs to get a new cinematographer for these movies. The acting again, yeah. it's, it's, it's. it's it's fine. It's fine. Suspect, it's it's fine. suspect. suspect at times. <laughs> uh, the character actions really piss you off in this movie. Like the, like when Sydney goes to the like asylum by herself, yeah. I'm like, this is so crazy. Yeah. What are you doing? An, an abandoned asylum in, in the basement level. It's like, oh, I'm oh my God. like, I know James. I know what he's doing. He wants to scare the hell out of you, which he effectively did. But it yeah. still pisses me off in theaters because I don't like being that scared. And the cops <laughs> at first are like horrible at their jobs, like terrible at their jobs. The cops in this movie, even Detective Kakoa. Okay. Yeah. K- Uh, Shaw, they are as good of a shot as stormtroopers in Star Wars. They (laughs) can't hit anything. They can't hit a thing. And when it becomes obvious that Maddie is a suspect, they just let her leave the police station no problem like she like he gets that photo like and he realizes oh Maddie was the patient of the doctor and she had just l- like walked out of the station like a minute ago he's, she's probably gone by and he's now he's like oh man there's no way I could ever get her <laughs> you're <laughs> a like, cop track her just phone walk outside she's right there <laughs> she, she probably, can't have gotten that far. she's coffee across the street man he's <laughs> <laughs> like oh man there she goes <laughs> Also, Sydney's parking job at the asylum. How is that an acceptable parking Horrible. spot? Right it on the edge of a cliff. It's literally an inch away from the edge of a cliff. Like, come on. Like a, <laughs> a breeze would push that Prius over. <laughs> <laughs> is it a Prius? I think it is. Something like yeah. I think it's a Prius, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. But overall, I had a blast with this movie. It was so fun. It was so scary. It's exactly what I wanted, you know? Exactly, exactly what the <laughs> doctor ordered. Yeah, <laughs> original, and I think we got a new horror icon. And yeah. I think it's. I hope he makes a sequel. And I think James Wan just had a lot of fun making this movie. For yeah, sure. I was, I was, I was pleasantly surprised by this movie. It was a good time for horror fans. If you like scary stuff, if you like gore, if you like. Like weird, weird horror movies. Like this is right up your alley. And for yeah, sure. don't take this movie too seriously, everybody. Yeah. Just have fun. Like, like we're joking about the bad. We hated stuff. the the dialogue it was so bad in this yeah. movie, but we still loved the yeah. movie. I was like rolling my eyes half the time, but then you're also like, oh my god, once things gets once thing once things get going, you're like, oh man. Yeah, like this 22 is crazy. minutes in, I'm like, should we leave? <laughs> like, this, this dialogue <laughs> is like, so bad. Yeah, I know. I was thinking the same. <laughs> the thing. Acting is so bad. <laughs> my god like at least try <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm kidding <laughs> no he's not we're serious they're not no one on the movies listening to this yeah. they will be they will be fine you you're not offending anyone annabelle wallace is like i did so good we love it no annabelle, <laughs> annabelle wallace is fantastic. fantastic. yeah she's, she's an did. excellent actor yeah she, but really... she didn't really get to do anything great in the film till the second half of the movie then she really got to stretch her acting acting muscles yeah but she she really worked she she did a lot in terms of the the tragic parts and like the stressed out parts like she's really she turned it on man she yeah, seemed like she was like going crazy good. for sure yeah, she's a good actress very good actress but yeah overall it's a fun fun time yeah recommended all right for malignant fans. check it out and we really appreciate you tuning into this bonus episode on this fun horror film we have awesome episodes coming for you monday we just posted back to school so check that out if you have Oh yeah In we it. got a good one on thursday coming all right everyone have a great week bye raiders of the lost podcast is a mirror Image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson.